0: You want to say that again?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hi. Welcome back to Writing in Real Life, a podcast about writing, parenthood, publishing, and marriage. I'm Morgan Baden. With me is my co-host... And husband, Barry Liga.
0: Hello. We're back.
1: We are back. You we, thought we went
0: away, but we, we're back.
1: We took a hiatus last week. For those of you who follow us regularly, you might have noticed that. Um, it was the 4th of July. We took a long weekend. We went down to my parents' house at the beach.
0: Um, I mean, the 4th of July was actually the day we would have recorded. Right. That, that was the problem. Right. You know, I know the show comes out like Tuesdays or Wednesdays, but we usually record Saturday night. It's yeah. the only time we can do it. Yeah. And that was actually the fourth and we were with family and there was just no way to record. I think
1: it's funny though, that we're acting like we were so busy sitting outside watching fireworks. <laughs> we did not actually do that. We did not actually do that. That's true. <laughs> um,
0: but we didn't want to be rude and go off and record while we were with your family. Yeah. yeah which yeah.
1: would have been fine. But yeah, I, I personally did not feel like it. I was very much in vacation mode. Um, <laughs> and you, Mr. Liga... Um, I'm pretty sure you were in pretty deep vacation mode yourself, considering you did not leave the hammock basically all weekend.
0: I just want to say that this whole Mr. Liga thing is good. I think <laughs> that's what you should call me from now on. And uh, as to the hammock, I will neither confirm nor deny the existence of a hammock and my presence in it. Um, I have a reputation to uphold.
1: What, be a guy to, who doesn't use hammocks? No, I'm supposed be? to
0: be this you know gritty, crazy author, and that, that does not work with laying in a hammock. Where
1: do you get these ideas that you are perceived as a gritty crazy author
0: (laughs) people tell me people tell me
1: okay anyway it was a really i think it's really important obviously to recharge it was very nice to do so i liked watching you hanging out in the hammock reading an actual book which by the way i recommended
0: yes Um, we'll talk about that later i'm sure yeah yeah
1: it was nice. And, and Leia enjoyed it immensely. She went in the pool for the first she time. She went in the pool.
0: She went in the hammock that may or may not exist. Uh-huh. She had a great time. She
1: really did. And she got tons of mum and pop-pop snuggles. And I think my favorite, favorite thing about visiting family is that when Leia wakes me up around 6, 6.15, <laughs> <6:15, laughs> I feed her. Say. And then I take her downstairs. And my parents, who are both early risers, say, We've got her. You go back to bed. And I do. Yeah. (laughs) And it's amazing. It's nice. It's nice. So thanks, mom and dad. Um, Okay, so I want to follow up on some business from two weeks ago, our episode two weeks ago. Uh, We had a comment from a listener named Kent. Thanks for listening, Kent. Um, It's a good comment. He talks, he expounds quite a bit about the importance of. Writers, I think aspiring writers in particular, or beginning writers in particular, um, making sure that they do read bad reviews. Yeah, We've been talking about yeah. um, about some negative professional reviews. He's talking more about critique partners and the importance of that. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I get the impression, you know, that, that he's talking about some stuff that he had posted uh-huh. online and that people were commenting on, and that it was helpful to him in in his growth. And yeah, I mean, we all need that stuff. You know, and, and and even professional writers need that stuff. That's why we sh- have critique partners. That's mm-hmm. why I show you my work. That's why I show friends of mine my work before I give it to my agent. That's why I have editors. But, you know, what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago wasn't critiquing. It was right. actual reviews. It was, you know, professional reviews. The, the point of which is not, hey, Barry, if you do this, it might be a better story, but is rather this is a good book. You should spend your money on it. This is a bad book. You shouldn't. The reviewer isn't talking to me. The reviewer isn't trying to help me. Mm. Uh, The reviewer is telling the audience
1: of potential readers,
0: potential readers, hey, this is a good book. No, this is not a good book. Eh, it's a mediocre book, whatever. It's a very different thing from a critique. Kent's right. Critiques are really important at any stage in the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if one way of getting them is posting your stuff online and, and letting the, the madding crowd at it, then then great. If that works for you, terrific.
1: Which, by the way, I just think that's so brave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. People I mean, who post,
1: you know, there's lots of websites sure. and forums out there where people post works in progress and, yep. and get sort of immediate feedback yeah. as you as you continue to build your book or your project. And- well,
0: you know, and it, it's not just a question of, of courage because we can talk about the bravery of it. But beyond that, it's all it also feels to me like a lot of work. Because yeah. you, you have to look at what people are saying and you have to, in many cases, not knowing the person, yeah. make a judgment call as to whether or not this person knows what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. And it's just a lot to sort through. Well, yeah. Every just,
1: person, if 500 of, people are reading it right. and they've got 10 different comments each. That's right. A
0: lot. Well, and, and also they're going to have things that conflict of and course. you have to decide, yeah. does this actually mean something? Does this not mean something? Does this person seem like they know what they're talking about? Yeah. Well, you know, this person wrote five page, a five page critique and right up until the End of page five. I thought he knew what he was talking about, and then I realized he was crazy, and I just wasted all that time. I mean, yeah, we've been there. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I remember in college taking a creative writing seminar, and uh, and people were giving all sorts of suggestions for a short story I'd written, and I I went and I dutifully rewrote the story based on their suggestions, and it was like a year later that I looked at it and I realized why did I do that? What Those were done? really stupid suggestions. Yeah. They were really dumb ideas, and and I did them just because people suggested it. And and that was ridiculous. So yeah, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's brave. It's also, it's a lot of work sometimes. So, you know, good for you.
1: (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening, Kent. Yes. Yes. So there's a big, big thing happening right now for you and it's called the lull.
0: Yeah, we've, so talked we've talked about talked the lull about lulls before on here.
1: Yeah, you're actually in like the triple lull. I'm in a
0: triple lull. So I realized let's talk about that. I realized today. I am I am in a lull that is three lulls deep.
1: Yeah, um, and, and I want to get real here. Yeah, have had a rough week.
0: It's yeah, it's been a rough week. There's, yeah, there's no question. Um, you know the the lull. Uh, you know I'm in a pre-publication lull for after the Red Rain. Uh, You're because a month it, away. It comes out in a month. By the time people hear this, it'll be like three weeks, which you'd think things would be sort of crazy right now. But in reality, pretty much everything that's going to be done is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if at the last minute Jimmy Fallon decides he wants him on the Tonight Show to talk about the book, I might be able to squeeze that in. <laughs> but...
1: We might be able to find a babysitter. You know...
0: <laughs> I'll just take her on with us. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's really nothing for me to do right now yeah. as I as we count down. So it's just me sitting here twiddling my thumbs going, wow, is anybody going to read this book? Right. Is anybody going to enjoy this book? So there's that. Uh, there's that lull. There is The Secret Sea, which is my middle grade that comes out in spring 2016, where I'm basically done with it. And I'm just waiting for uh, for the publisher to finalize a cover and some things like that. Again, nothing for me to do yeah. with that except wait. Yeah, there will be things, there will be little things, but right now there's nothing. And then, and then the worst, most painful lull yeah. is that I'm on submission. Yeah. Uh, since last time we talked, I, I think the last time we talked, I had mentioned that my agent had my novel uh-huh. that I that I'd written, the one that we call Morgan's novel, since it was your idea. And since the last time we had a show, she read it. She loved it. And it is going out to editors, which is great, but now I am a ball of stress (laughs) because I know editors are reading it. And there is the eternal question, is anybody going to want to publish this?
1: And I think this is really important to talk about because we've talked about it before, sort of in theory, and now it's actually happening right now, which is this idea that you are an established author, you're a best-selling author, you have... Hundreds of books to your name.
0: <laughs> Those are all true, except for the last one.
1: Um, And you still sit here and worry.
0: Well, sure. Of course. I, it, it, I, th- I feel like it would be sort of Pollyanna-ish not to.
1: Yeah. And well, as someone who's been accused of being a Pollyanna. Yeah. Um. No, but, I. you know, it's really I interesting. Mean, and look. I forget. I'm your wife. And I forget that you are going through a sort of turmoil right now yeah. about where things stand with this book.
0: Yeah. And, you know... I mean, almost all the books I have submitted to publishers have been published. Like, let, let's be honest. uh uh-huh. there, there was one many, many years ago that I thought would be my third novel. Okay. Uh, that I submitted, and everybody we gave it to rejected it, quite rightly, <laughs> in retrospect. looking Wait, back, is
1: this the picture book?
0: No, that's not the picture book. So, th- so is this the
1: novel? This is something
0: one? else. This is something else. Yeah, this was this was a really amazing fantasy novel that I had an idea for that I still want to come back to something, And and every few years, I look at it again and tweak it a little bit. It's one of those, you know, usually for me, a book either works or it doesn't. And if it doesn't work, I just pitch it. And if it does work, it works right away. Mm-hmm. And I sell it.
1: Pitch it meaning throw it out. Throw it out. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I
0: realized as I was saying it. But.
1: Uh, the- I brought up the picture book because I wanted the chance to use my favorite quote. Ever. All
0: right. We'll do that again in a second. Okay. So anyway, this fantasy novel, you know, I I understand it wasn't ready yet and it's still not ready. And every, you know, I go back to it every couple of years and look at it again and tweak it a little bit more. And eventually I'll get there. But that book was turned down. It was the third book I ever submitted. But you were
1: still an emerging author.
0: I was still an emerging author, sure. And it got got turned down. And then there was the example just a couple of years ago of my adult novel, Uh Unsold, where publishers just didn't know what to make of it. And so I ended up self-publishing it, which was fine. And yes, there was the infamous picture book <laughs> where somebody said, Of course, we love Barry and his trademark wit.
1: We wish he had brought it to this project.
0: There you go. I know that makes <laughs> you happy. <laughs> <laughs> we need and a sound applause, effect for that. We do. Yeah, we need a sound effect for that.
1: <laughs> it doesn't make me happy. I just think it's such <laughs> a clever, snarky, and yet kind of. A amusing and a charming way of, of rejecting someone. I don't know. I think it's so funny.
0: Sure. <laughs> it, it, it felt charming. It's,
1: it's funny because it's not me. That's yeah, it's funny because it's not you. Wait,
0: yeah. wait till somebody says it about you, yeah, and then, yeah. then you'll change your tune. So I never go into the submission process assuming that anybody is going to actually buy the book.
1: Which you sh- you shouldn't, of yeah. course. Hmm. Yeah. But let's talk about um, survival tactics in a moment like this. Yeah. You said you said something interesting this morning. We were in the park, hanging out with a baby, enjoying the absolutely gorgeous weekend we're having. And you said the problem is this is usually the time that I would distract myself. Yeah. By, for example, firing up the Xbox and getting totally lost in a video game. Right. You can't do that. Can't do that. You've got a baby that you're watching. I
0: got to pay attention to the baby, and it's no good if I'm, you know, fragging aliens, and she's off screaming somewhere, or you know strangling on, you know, one of her toys oh or something. God. I know. Yeah. So exactly.
1: So what so what do you do?
0: I don't know. I'm figuring that out. Yeah. It's uh it's not easy. It's difficult. And you know I, I think other people probably react to this differently. You know, I think I'm sure there are many authors who look forward to this time, like, Oh, I'm on submission. Anything could happen. And, and I want to make sure that I mentioned, yeah, anything could happen. Like this could be great. I mean, somebody right, could offer yeah. me $10 million for this yeah. book. I don't think they will, but they could. And so, yes, anything could happen. Can but I tell you a funny story? I'm just sort of,
1: yeah,
0: you know, go so, ahead. Uh, you interrupted me.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Wow. Tell your funny story.
1: It's not that funny. It's funny. Tragic. Oh, okay. But uh, you know, I, I've been on submission. Yeah, I had an agent a couple of years ago, and my book went out on submission. I happened to be taking a mini vacation, a long weekend with my mom and my two sisters in Charleston, South Carolina. We were having a great time when I got an email from my agent saying, "Here are the eight people. I can't remember how many editors she first sent it to. Um, Here are the eight people I've, I've sent the book to." And I thought, "I don't, I don't want to know this right now. I'm on. Yeah. I literally just got off the plane Right. and." I mean, rejections started coming in almost immediately. <laughs> and I actually remember sitting in the hotel lobby, checking my email, and I burst into tears at one point um, when a couple of rejections came in from, like, dream editors. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm on vacation. This sucks. I'm yeah. on vacation. So, anyway.
0: That's why you don't check your email on vacation. I know.
1: Well, yeah. Have you met me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it it's tough. And you just, you never know. And yes, anything can happen and good things can happen and also bad things can happen. So it, it it's a stressful time. And, and, you know, fortunately, it shouldn't last all that long.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: You know, I mean, luckily, you know, I'm in a position where I imagine people are going to look at it fairly quickly right. and make a decision one way or the other. Right, yeah. So I should know. You know, who knows? Maybe by the next time we record, I'll know Maybe, something. yeah. Uh, but I would imagine certainly by the end of the month, I'll have some idea of what's going on. Yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Okay. I have my fingers crossed. It's yeah. a good book. I think it deserves a good home.
1: Everyone listening, just, you know, send good vibes our way. <laughs> good vibes over the airwaves. There you go. And whatnot. Okay. So the other day we were, I guess it was when we were driving down to my parents' house because I remember being behind the wheel of a car when I, when I had this thought and I don't even remember what inspired it, but I suddenly started thinking about the importance of very colorful side characters in books. Ah, yes, obviously not the main characters, but you know, obviously every book has a couple of side characters that are there for important plot points and important characterization development. Um, But, and that's great and that's fine. But when I think back on those, the side characters that, Stay with me. The ones that I remember, they've been incredibly colorful, and I think it's a really good lesson. Just as I'm going through and editing my book, like remember to give color to other characters too, not just your main players. Right. So the the example I was thinking of initially was Grandma from the I Hunt Killers series
0: <laughs> Can I tell you? Can I tell you something about yeah, Grandma real please. quick? Um, I was told uh, a few years ago when we were showing I Hunt Killers to some movie studios. I was told by my Hollywood agent that one studio specifically turned down killers because of Grandma. No. Yes. Why? I, they they were just like, she was too much. She was too horrifying and oh, whatever. Oh, my and, God. And I, was just, and I was like, it's Hollywood. They'd probably make her like some sexy like you know it would be
1: a 50 year old it would yeah. be like marissa tomei yeah playing grandma man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and i'm like i look why i can't believe that's what's holding you back like that i that just cracked me up wow. so yes yes i lost a movie deal because of grandma mm. so yeah um i keep
1: thinking of that funny um grammar joke let's eat grandma
0: right let's eat, <laughs> let's eat grandma eat grandma,
1: grandma yeah so anyway
0: so yeah, secondary characters. Yeah, I mean you want to make them colorful, you want to make them interesting. You know, I I think that there's a tendency sometimes and I, I hate to say this but I have to, especially in YA, yeah, to really sort of go overboard with the quirky secondary characters and almost as a way of just showing showing off, showing off, okay. just showing what you can do. And I really think that you need to find a balance because you don't want the secondary characters and especially, I'm not even talking about just sort of characters of secondary importance, I mean we can even be talking about characters of tertiary importance, like mm-hmm. Grandma is not a secondary character, yeah, you know, I mean Howie and Connie are secondary characters. later they become main I was characters, say, no, but in, in not. the in the yeah. first in the okay. first book, you okay. well, they become more important in the second book, but you know Grandma is very much a side character, yeah, you know. Um, I don't even think she gets a line of dialogue in the third book.
1: <laughs> maybe I'm talking about side characters.
0: But well, maybe but, we need to clarify. Yeah, I, I just feel like there's a, there's there's all these different grades of characters. Yeah, you know, you've got your central character and your main character, and then you've got the characters that are directly attached to them that really impact the plot, and then you've got you know the, sort of the outer layer of characters who are important. But if you rip them out of the book, the book might be a little a little blander, but it wouldn't suffer. There wouldn't be something noticeably missing. Okay. Uh, and and I, I feel like you need to make all characters interesting. You know? Well, sure, especially yeah. Especially any, char- any character you give a name to.
1: Should have, should have something. Should, yeah.
0: should have something interesting about him or her. Yeah. And even characters that don't have names. If, if characters have a few lines of dialogue, you know, they, they should have something to say. They should be interesting, interesting in some way. There was a medical examiner character in game. Yeah, The second killer's book, the New York uh, medical examiner. And I tried to make this guy as interesting as possible in the three lines of dialogue he had, <laughs> you know, just because he was there and yeah. the main character was talking to him. And so he's a person. He's a human being. Yeah. He, he should have something different and unique about him. But I really I, I worry sometimes I see people who I feel like they're going overboard because they feel like every character has got to be amazing. And I feel like they've really internalized that that saying, that adage, that every character is the hero of their own story.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And th- yes, that's true. But you're, you're not, telling not telling those stories. stories. Yeah. <laughs> Pull back a little yeah. bit. Pull back a little bit.
1: So while, while we're still talking about works in progress and and the, the art of novels, um, I had a question for you. Okay. <laughs> and for everyone in general. I'm editing. And... I threw in I, I was in a I'm in a sort of pivotal chapter for one of my two main characters. And as I'm reworking her dialogue in that chapter, I make her curse. I think twice uh, in this chapter.
0: Oh heavens.
1: I know, I know. And I stopped and thought, is it weird to have a curse out of nowhere almost? And it's not out of nowhere, I think it you know, it's it's there's a reason for the curse. Yeah. But I just started thinking about cursing in YA in general or cursing in writing. And obviously there are some books where cursing is the thing. Right. Like it's peppered all throughout. And that's great. Obviously there are many other books where there are no curses whatsoever. Right. What about those in between books where there's like two yeah. throughout the book? Does it throw the reader off?
0: What does she say?
1: She says. <laughs> Bulls. Okay. And then she drops the F word too.
0: Which, what, what F word? What do you mean? <laughs> Shut up. What do you mean? What, what, what F word? I can't believe you just said that. God, you kiss your baby with that mouth. Wow.
1: So, so I just, you know, I, I, I haven't, I'm not married to the idea of keeping them or not. And I'm not a prude. I I curse pretty, pretty often in my own life.
0: Um, But, but compared to me. You curse not at all, so I I think of you as relatively oh, honey, clean now. You don't now.
1: see me at work. Well, that's true. This is true.
0: <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, anyway, I don't know. It was really interesting because now I'm I'm grappling with this, and yeah. I, it's not keeping me up at night or anything. Right. But like,
0: do, I, if, I, I, if a character I curses I think,
1: exactly two times in a book, is that weird?
0: I think I think a well deployed curse, yeah, can really work. Yeah. And I will use as an example your favorite movie, The Princess Bride.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Listeners, I just want to set the record straight. I hate that movie.
0: Wow. Everybody who listens to this podcast now wants to kill you (laughs) because everybody loves the Princess Bride.
1: That's a stand I'm willing to take.
0: Wow. Man, that's the hill you're willing to die on? That's just sad. Uh Anyway, one of the things that just blew me away about that movie, nobody curses throughout the entire movie. I think Fred Savage's character says Jesus Christ at one point. But through the whole movie, nobody curses at all until the very end when Inigo finally gets to the six-figured man, Count Rugen, who killed his father, I should do spoiler alerts here, and is is beating him in combat uh-huh. and says, promise me anything, and Rugen says, I'll promise you anything. He goes, you know, tell me you'll give me whatever I want if I spare your life. He goes, I will, I will, anything you want, anything you want. He goes, I want my father, you son of a bitch, and runs him through with the sword. Okay. And it... And, the movie just built that, and yeah. I even as you know a kid when I saw that as a as a yeah. as a as a child, I remember going, "Holy oh. crap, that worked, yeah, you know that worked
1: so two things number one, I bet the listeners did not expect a, a- one-man play of The Princess Bride tonight, nah, so thank seriously. you for that ending scene. But number two, that actually reminds me of Mrs. Weasley in Harry Potter, who no one curses, and then in a very pivotal point, she says, not my daughter, you bitch. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's like tattooed on people. So right. uh, anyway, so yeah, that can work. It, absolutely.
0: It, 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 it can work. It can work. And, you know, I, I was deliberately trying to do that with Herotype, Mm. because in both fanboy and goth girl and boy toy, I employed any number of colorful metaphors. Yeah. And I decided with hero type, I'm like, ah, I know I'm going to have nobody curse until this one pivotal moment. And then I'm going to drop an F bomb. And I completely failed. (laughs) Cause I just can't write like that. Apparently. <laughs> apparently I have to throw curse words in. Uh, so I, I tried. I really tried. But
1: here's the thing. I get, I get one time. Yeah. And like building up to that and right. that works. I'm asking two times.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: In, in the middle of the, you know, so I, I'm just, it's something I'm, yeah, I'm thinking I mean, about. It's you know,
0: funny. I've seen that before with work that was sort of in progress. Yeah. And, and I, I even said to the person, you know, you know, are you trying to prove that, you know, these words, because <laughs> it feels really weird uh, that yeah. they're used like in this one chapter and, and then nowhere not else. nowhere yeah. else. It feels really weird. So I haven't obviously read your revision yet, so I can't yeah. say specifically.
1: Well, I'll leave it to you when you read it. Yeah. You tell me whether I should keep them or yeah. not.
0: Yeah. I I mean, you know, as with so many things with writing, it depends on if you pull it off or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And realize, too, just be aware. You know, you may have editors or agents who say to you, look, you do it once, that it's not worth the hit you'll take in terms of, you know, school's not stocking it or libraries or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Clearly, it's not, you know, the sort of artistic choice where you're saying that's how kids talk, so I'm having them say it all the time. Yeah. You're using it one time, and so I, I feel, I feel like it's funny. I feel like the more you curse in a book, the less likely an editor is to tell you to pull back,
1: yeah, because, because they
0: just figure, oh yeah, well, that's just yeah. part of the voice and that's part of the right. style. Whereas if you do it very sparingly, yeah. they feel like, oh, it's just one word out yeah. of your book. Just take that word out. Yeah. So you may run into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: so. We'll see.
1: Interesting. Yeah. We'll see. I'd love to, If anyone has examples of
0: books yeah. where, that just oh, have a couple yeah. of
1: curse words, I'd yeah. to hear what they have. Yeah. Are.
0: And especially like if you think it works or doesn't yeah. work. Like, was yeah. it distracting or not distracting?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So basically, help me edit my book, people.
0: We're, what we are, are, are you waiting for? crowdsourcing the editing of your book.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. How it's awesome kind of would awesome. that be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do a parenting update.
0: We still have a child. <laughs>
1: Um, she's had some pretty big milestones over the past two weeks.
0: I, I gotta say it, the, to me, I've realized the strangest thing about being a parent is I am aware that babies grow up to be human beings because <laughs> that's how we all started and I've seen it happen before. And yet I'm still constantly surprised yeah. that she does new things yeah. and I'm like, well, no, this is how it works, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it catches me off guard yeah. every time.
1: My favorite new thing is applaud.
0: Yes, she, she applauds now, and she like well, applauds on command. Well, the new thing is that she applauds properly. That's because yeah. for weeks she was applauding with her feet. She well, was yes. clapping her feet yes. like a trained seal uh-huh. every time you turned around. I now like that. she now she uses her hands. And they're figured open, that out. like
1: she's doing. A right? Proper oh, she's clap. actually clapping. Yeah,
0: yeah she claps. Really, really. Cute. And if you if you demonstrate it for her, if you clap yeah. at her, she will. Get, her eyes will light up, uh-huh. and you can see her going, oh, wait, I know this one. Yeah. And then she will do it. And, and she it's, takes
1: great joy in it. She it's is enormously sweet. proud
0: of herself yeah. for clapping. Um, you know, eventually she will come to realize that it's not that impressive. <laughs> uh, but, no, it's it's pretty amazing <laughs> to watch. Uh,
1: she's also standing supported. Yes. And sometimes yes. not supported. Yeah,
0: too. and and she gets very... She, you know, she needs help to stand. She mm-hmm. needs one of us holding, you know, yeah. just, even just, just putting our fingers like on her shoulders to keep her steady. You know, she needs that little bit of security, but she gets annoyed by it and she tries to push you off, <laughs> not realizing that she will fall if right, right. that happens. So, yeah. It, Which,
1: I mean, that's kind of a metaphor for her entire personality. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's
0: like, leave me alone. I can do this on my own. Where the hell did you go? Uh-huh. Come back here. Yeah. I need you. It's, it's yeah. really sweet. Yeah.
1: Um, and then lots of other little things. I've been keeping a list in her yeah book. It's super fun.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and, and I think, I mean, those are definitely big things. A lot of the, the chewing that she's doing now that, you know, her, she's figured out that she has some teeth in her face that she can use. Yeah. That's really cute that she's doing some of that stuff now. Um, trying to walk. Yep. You know,
1: moving her legs, moving her Uh legs,
0: uh, the, the crawling, uh, not quite figured that out yet. She crawls backwards.
1: So she like, she's sort of, she,
0: she's sort of stuck in reverse. Well, it's
1: funny though. I wouldn't even say she's crawling. Like she ends up going backwards. I don't quite know how she does it. Cause she's not actually crawling, but she's like, she's, she's moving. Yeah. Like, well, she's, she's sort really of like pushing
0: with her hands yeah. and like her legs just kind of move back yeah. and she she's.
1: She's figuring it out. And I
0: can't figure out if she thinks she's going forward (laughs) and is, like, confused. Like, why is that getting further away? I thought I was moving forward. Or if she's aware that she's moving backwards. I have no idea what's going on in her head. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. Okay. That was the parenting update. (laughs) How about a writing update?
0: How about a writing update? Well,
1: okay. So what are you working on right now since you're in a lull? You
0: know, I'm... Times three. Yeah, I'm in the lull times three. I'm still working uh, on the Billy Dent a uh, short story and or novella. I don't know which it is at yeah. this point. Uh, it's been slower than I yeah. would like because, you know, quite frankly, when you're in the lull and when you're on submission, you tend to write a single word and then check your email, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or write a single word and then distract yourself with something online. Yeah. Um, so it's going slowly, but I'm working on it. Good. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, well, I'm working too. I continue to work. Um, this week was a little bit slower than the week before, but it's still happening. Um, last night, oh, last night I sat down, you were out of, I kicked you out of the house. I made to go to the movies.
0: I know. God. I know. I'm a terrible, terrible wife. Terrible wife. Kick um, me out of my own house. Made me go see Terminator Genesis.
1: <laughs> and I did some stuff and then I. Sat down to to write, and I was all settled in, and the TV happened to be on. So I picked up the remote. Well, to turn I'm sorry, it I'm
0: sorry. The TV happened to be on.
1: Yeah, well, it was oh, a lot by of
0: sheer coincidence. The TV no, no, happened. No, but to be I'm on. saying
1: I was writing, and I decided to write in the living room.
0: What I'm saying is, you always have the TV on. Uh, it's not like it was a coincidence.
1: No, it wasn't. I'm saying whatever, <laughs> whatever. You watch more TV than I do, so fine. So anyway, I picked up the remote, and it turns out it was the. Number one best friends episode that was on, and
0: which I feel is like that's
1: a sign in from the universe,
0: which, which is <laughs>
1: which is the trivia game, of course, uh, you know, when the apartment is at stake, yeah Um, and you can't not watch that, so right. and I was like, oh, oh, right during the commercials,
0: oh, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> What's funny is, I actually, oh, the
0: lie we all know, tell ourselves,
1: I, I started taking some notes. The problem is that this chapter I'm in, um. Is a, a pretty, another pretty big structural change that I have to okay. make, and so I was like, I I need to focus on this. So,
0: do you s- do you still think you are on pace to give this to me first week in August?
1: I think so. Okay. That's still what I'm aiming for. I
0: have I have kept my uh, airplane schedule clear
1: ah, for for, for tour. Excellent. So
0: that's what I will read. Great. Um, if you don't give it to me, I'll have no choice but to play video games for six hours on the plane.
1: Well then, I deserve what I get if that's the case. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's talk about recommended reading. Slash, what are you reading now? What are you reading now?
0: I am reading *The Seduction of Water*. God, I love that title. Her titles, <laughs> her titles are awesome. *The Seduction <laughs> of Water*.
1: It doesn't beat *The Lake of Dead Languages*, though. The Lake
0: of Dead Languages is is pretty awesome too, yeah. but I haven't read that. So, yeah, yeah. so. Stop talking about it. Anyway,
1: this is by Carol Goodman. The Seduction Goodman.
0: of Water by Carol Goodman, a book that, that you have in physical form in the house and you gave to me a while back. <laughs> and, yeah, I started reading it uh, in the theoretical hammock at your parents' house. <laughs> and uh, and I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm I'm, I think, maybe 100 pages from the end. Okay. I'm enjoying it. Uh, the the one thing that I'm curious about is there's a blurb on the cover from a review source uh, that refers to it as an atmospheric thriller and i'm like really a thriller huh. like it's a great book don't get me wrong but it's about a writer who goes back to the hotel where she grew up right. to research her dead mother and see if she can find a missing manuscript because her mother was a writer too and i wouldn't call it a thriller like she's not dodging bullets there's yeah. there's no cia agent involved like maybe i have a very narrow definition well, of thriller but you're it's also not finished I'm also not finished. That's true. <laughs> the dragons and aliens could show up any minute now, but it, it, you know, it's more like a a, a generational mystery. If I had to mm. give it a category or or suspense, mm. you know, I, I calling it a is thriller there a generational
1: mystery shelf in Barnes and Noble?
0: You, there probably is.
1: I kind of want that. Yeah, That's I know, well, yeah. I
0: know. Now I'm trying to think of other generational. There's mysteries. a
1: lot. Yeah, there are,
0: there are. But I, I, I just don't think of it as a thriller. It yeah. just to me a thriller is something where, like. There, there's a ticking clock somewhere. Yeah. You know, there's a bomb that's going to go off either metaphorically or literally. And here it's like, I feel for her. I want her to discover the truth about her mother and, yeah. and, and all of that. But I don't feel like, I don't feel an urgency to it. Like if she doesn't get it done now, eh, she'll get it done in a couple of years. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I just, so, so, and, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about the book. Right. It's a great, it's gorgeously written. Yeah. It's a really good book. Like, it's, it's just, just not a thriller uh, yeah. and I just don't understand huh. why it's described as a thriller. Yeah. And clearly she did not describe it as a thriller. This is a review that her publisher blurbed on the cover. Yeah, that's and fine. I mean, and list. it's just one of those things where you're like, wow, like why do people describe books yeah, the way they describe them? So thing, yeah. that's all. Anyway, having said that, The Seduction of Water. <laughs> I wish I had a British accent cuz oh, man, it is a title that needs to be spoken with a British accent. So
1: do I. <laughs> <I'm just sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: please, please one of our British listeners I beg you, record an MP3 of yourself saying the seduction of water at your most British, and email it to us, and we will use it on the show. So
1: make sure you've brewed a cup of tea and you have some. You've
0: got to have a cup of tea and some scones, clotted cream yeah. scones, and, and, and you're wearing a hat. And please, there's got to be a picture of the Queen Mother I nearby. Say, right? And yeah. please, I I'm not even joking. This is not a joke. I am begging you, do this. We will use it on the show. <laughs> I need this in my life. Okay. <laughs> What are you reading?
1: I have been going on a book binge, a book buying binge, and a book reading binge, and I'm so excited. I'm currently in the middle of Dietland.
0: Dietland.
1: Which is phenomenal.
0: You heard it here. Phenomenal, says Morgan Baden.
1: There you go. Yeah. Um, Is it a thriller? I was just going to say, it's a generational mystery. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. It is the feminist book I wish I had written.
0: Oh, isn't it great when you find a book you wish you it's had written?
1: So good. Yeah. And I'm ho- I'm a little more than halfway. I mean, halfway too bad about done. the
0: feminist part, but Shut up.
1: <laughs> I'm a little more than halfway done. I'm sure it will hold up. But yeah. it's it's funny for me to be like, this is the best book ever when I I'm not done yet. But all right. it's I mean, for so all good. you
0: know, she could just submit to the patriarchy at the end. She could. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's not could, quite what's happening. It could just she, be like yeah. at the end, you know what? Men are right. <laughs>
1: I, I surrender.
0: I surrender. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna put on an apron and tend house while my husband goes out and works.
1: Um, it's anyway. I, I will talk about it more next week when I finish it. Cool. I'm, I'm really enjoying. Cool. it. Cool.
0: Yeah, you've been talking about this, yeah. so I'm very excited yeah. to, to hear more about it. Yeah.
1: All right. So I think that's it for this week.
0: That's it. Yeah. All right.
1: Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget you can find us online at writinginreallife.com. Um, but your best bet is to subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a rating.
0: Five stars. Five stars. Bye. Bye.